変身I'm Kip and this is Jackass. <laughs> Yo, we're back in the 90s officially, bro. Oh, no. Um, I love Jackass. Uh, it's great. Like, I'm really excited for that, like, new movie. Me too, bro. Like, I, um, I saw the trailer uh, when I went to go see, I think the last time I was in a movie was to go see Scream. And uh, I laughed my ass off, bro. I forgot how good Jackass was, man. Definitely was uh, one of those nostalgia trips that uh that I wanted but didn't know I needed. <laughs> yeah. Um you listening to Garmarby, I brought the Kip movies completely picked up by, but man, Jackass. Um that's a weird thing. It's hard to like tell somebody who doesn't know Jackass. Like uh <laughs> my girlfriend, I'm kinda like, you would actually like really love like the like camaraderie of Jackass and like all this stuff, but also like I don't want to like show her somebody like sweating in a bag and drinking it. Like it's hard because there's like a lot of like bits where I'm like, oh, like it's really like helped my experience, but also I don't want to like show somebody like upside down like random bits like they were like sh- shitting on scorpions or whatever, like whatever they're doing, like you know. Yeah, and the crazy thing about Jackass, like if you think about how you know like the whole like trying to go viral thing is and like prank Instagram accounts and YouTube stuff, Jackass is kind of like the pioneer of that, and I'm not sure if a lot of these kids know where that <laughs> that culture came from. You know what I mean? I'm not sure if you could like do that nowadays. Like, I guess like some people like do have very successful like YouTube channels like doing that, but also like it's also like uh, in Jackass, they were doing like TV stuff like uh, when Johnny Knoxville like was in like a department store like boxing like Butterbean versus like <laughs> who was the one of the like Suicide Force a couple years ago is like that's that difference there. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like. Once you make it to the, like the top, you can start pulling in like um, stars and stuff. And I saw like in the trailer they had like that guy, uh, the champion from uh, UFC, he's in it, mm-hmm. and a couple other celebrities probably gonna make some cameos too. But that's that's definitely like showing like we're big we're big boys here. <laughs> yeah, and that cast also like I feel like I get like cast. nostalgic for it. Yeah, Knoxville, uh, all the guys. M- my favorite bits were always like the weird like reality bending ones like they had one where like this like guy walked into a store and like stopped like a stranger to like hold his dog on a leash and then like <laughs> they had this like um little person dressed entirely the same but like half the height walk out and say thank <laughs> you and take the dog and that stuff was my favorite <laughs> yeah stuff like that man that, that like even though it's like it sounds like it's like a, a simple prank that's creative you know what i mean and like even in the trailer, like one of my favorite gags from the, the trailer was like the guy ordering the iced coffee. He's just punched in the face. <laughs> and then like he goes, they're like, no, no, no. This time we're, we're done playing. Let's go back and get another one. And he gets punched again. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, stuff, yeah. man. I, I have to go see that. No, and they had like a whole thing going on. It's like, he's not in the new movie, but like Bam Margera had his own show that was just him like punching his dad on the toilet oh, yeah. and like painting <laughs> their like kitchen and stuff. 
Yeah, and then I can't remember what came first. Uh, did Punk come after that? It must have been like around that same time because that yeah. was like a whole separate like crew too, right? Yeah, it just it just kind of like turned into like this whole like prank culture for a little bit. Kind of went away, and and now it's back like on like certain like uh, certain channels. Oh, my favorite uh, for Punk, there was this one where like they had this. So Ashton had this kid pretend to like graffiti like Frankie Muniz's porch and then Frankie Muniz started beating the shit out of the kid. Oh and yeah. Then, like Frankie Muniz was like, haha, I got you, Ashton. Like it was like a counterpunk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the counter the counter uh punks are, are really good. Remember that show Scare Tactics, by the way? Oh my god. Scare Tactics, bro. <laughs> I was I was more of a scare tactics fan than uh than Fear Factor, to be honest. Fear Factor was cool, but it was just a little bit too gross for me. But Scare Attack, this bro, oh my god, I love that. Yeah, because you had like stuff like, oh, like Bigfoot's real, that like actors dying and stuff. Just like, oh no, this like, I wish one of my met died. Yeah, I wish one of my friends like submitted like a video for me to be on Scare (laughs) Tactics. But uh, I kind of wish I kind of like sent the request video in for myself now and just act like it wasn't me. (laughs) Yeah, because I feel like now there's stuff like on like the like, weird like free tv channels that you can get there's like fail army and stuff it's like it's not the same it's not as good you know nah oh so that's way better could you still do scare tactics because i feel like you probably could just like would the budget have to be more or something I, like, i'm not sure i think like a like a uber themed type scare tactic gag would probably go really well because people are kind of paranoid with ubers already anyway so I think that'd probably be a good scare tactic for someone to like, where are we going? <laughs> and it's like, shut up, sit back. I think that'd be a cool scare tactic. Like, I think people could be kind of creative with it. Think or it like you're with work. your friend and like you're like, oh yeah, we're going to like pick up some weed and then like a like Velociraptor shows up or something. Just like, oh, what happened? Yeah. Uh, oh, but no, that's just uh I think the most current thing that I've seen similar to that. Have you seen uh, the Netflix movie uh, Don't Look Up? N- I've seen a little bit of it, but okay. yeah. Uh, they did like a little bonus content with like a uh, something an event that happened during uh, the movie <laughs> with some like live actors and stuff like that. And it's pretty good. I'll sing you the video after, after the pod. Speaking of that, though, um, we are officially at our next big milestone. This episode uh, 117. Of uh, come ride with me. Uh, the Halo number. We are here, and we are finishing this fight. And yeah, um, <laughs> that show looks weird. I don't know. Oh, you sure don't. About I it. haven't seen it yet. So please tell me, like, what's your thoughts about it? So I definitely was a really big fan of Halo back when, like, Halo Two and Halo Three were a thing. Um, I read like a bunch of like the books and stuff, and like the shows, like a alternate canon. It's like. Oh, it's like the silver timeline, I think. But it looks like they're trying to, to do like Foundation or Dune more than Halo a little bit. And mm. also it's hard because like the lore of the like Halo games is that like the human government is like super fascist and like all the like super soldier characters were like taken as children and like trained and like experimented on. And then like it, in the game, there's like none of that. And just like, oh, it's a good thing we like had all these child like soldiers for when the alien showed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like <laughs> the show's like trying to like do that, but trying to not. And, and, like it's like in this weird spot where it's like 
not sure what it's doing it feels like it also just kind of feels like a bad mandalorian so far oh man yeah well, i don't know about it it being on paramount was already not sitting right with me <laughs> it was like what <laughs> of all the networks you pick paramount but anyways um yeah i have to check it out man uh that kind of sucks though i thought it was stick yeah. more to like the source material i'll check it out too but it's just like ah i don't know if i'm like the writer the wrong audience is like a <laughs> lapsed halo fan you know yeah i'll, I'll tune in but I, I have to share my thoughts next time i haven't seen it yet man there's a lot of weird streaming channels like we got <laughs> peacock because we wanted to watch the royal rumble and like we don't usually watch stuff from WWE, but like it was like oh like the royal rumble is always fun mm-hmm. and then we also got little caesars because they put out like a batman pizza called a batman calzone have you seen this no a batman what i'll find a picture really quick uh it's <laughs> it's incredible and like when i saw it, i was like oh i've i've never or like maybe one time had like little caesars but mm-hmm. i was just like what's this uh so yeah it's in the general chat right there <laughs> oh that's awesome <laughs> yo yeah. great mark shout out to the marketing team for little caesars yo right that looks really good. <laughs> it was like Not $8. And I was like, oh, $8 for that? Really? Okay. Damn. Not bad at all. So is this for the new Batman movie? or, or is Yeah, it, just it like- is. Oh, sweet. Okay. So we got like uh, one pepperoni, one cheese. Started the rubber. I was like, ah, oh, this show sucks. This pizza sucks. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple years since I had a hot and ready. <laughs> I just like have oh, maybe one, once in my life gotten a little season and I was like oh this is terrible <laughs> okay I guess the quality of the pizza hasn't changed that was definitely one of my struggle meals back in the day like my R- chest like felt like tight yeah it was weird yeah and the pepperoni no. kind of tastes like rubbery yeah it was rough it was just like ah what are we doing <laughs> I mean shout out to you guys for trying it I mean that's that's great for the marketing team because I was about to go get one myself tomorrow. But after you told me about reminded me how it tastes, I'm like, ah, I'm good. <laughs> if you make like a cool shaped thing, it's like the um, Mickey Mouse like pancakes thing too. It's like, oh, well, like that looks like so much better than like a normal thing. But you know, what time you get? But uh, what are you uh, looking at, man? In the past couple weeks. Bro, way too much stuff, bro. Oh my god, I just kind of been <laughs> been on it. Uh, Netflix did a really good job with uh, Ozark's uh, final season part one. <laughs> it's crazy how like we're in an era of like slow, like trying to break as much content in half to like milk it. <laughs> like you're giving us half of seasons now. Uh, but part one was pretty good. Uh, same thing with Attack on Titan. Uh, uh, Attack on Titan final season part two is out. Supposedly, this is one is going to be broken down into like either three parts or three parts, and then the last one to be a final movie. Who knows? But I'm really enjoying that huge plot twist just happening. That so I'm really I'm really locked in Attack on Titan. Uh, Demon Slayer uh, season two is starting to pick up. Really enjoying that. And uh, Mandalorian. Uh, a lot of people are kind of like on the fence about the last episode. I loved it. But uh, something happened that kind of took away from Boba Fett. 
And uh, people are like, the thought it's supposed to be Book of Boba Fett. Why are you taking attention away from him? But I enjoyed it. So a lot to watch, a lot going on. And uh, I'm just enjoying, you know, where we're at this year. Uh, 2022 is on pace for like one of the best years for content for me already. But oddly, no crazy movies have dropped yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. Like Um, no movies at all. Like January went by and can't really tell you anything that came out that was cr- really really good like screen was cool but not like a blockbuster or anything to, st- to start the year off with the bang i'm wondering too if like a lot of like the like we're seeing covid now where it's like let's make a smaller movie because we know it's gonna get like a smaller release and like let's like bring this like tempo down like let's like slightly bring the scale down you know yeah did you, you made a good point because i would have never thought that I would see Leonardo DiCaprio, Meryl Streep, uh, Jonah Hill, and all those people in a Netflix film. So I'm guessing that's why they did it, because of COVID. And they're like, I don't really want to spend time, you know, getting tested every day uh, for a film that may not <laughs> go, like, nuclear in the box office. So let's just do, like, something people could watch at home. Did you see how the Batman movie's three hours long? <laughs> yeah, what, what was your thoughts when you saw that? I'm just kind of like, honestly... Sure. I'm not going to watch this in a movie theater. Like, I'm going to watch this in three parts. Like, I did, like, the, like, square, like, um, like, the square, like, special Grey Justice League movie. It's just like, oh, this is perfect. Like, I'm not, like, not going to watch it at once. And sure, do your weird stuff. Like, just, like, it's not in theaters or it is, but it's going to be on, like, HBO. So just, like, do it. <laughs> I'm here for it. Oh, it's going to HBO Max? I didn't know that. I'm pretty sure unless I'm wrong, but. Okay, well, if it is, I'll, I'll definitely take my time with it, too. But, uh, I mean, we're in a weird space as far as, like, how people release information about their films. So, when I first saw it, that it was three hours, I'm like, okay, the team leaked it out to see how people will react to a three-hour-long movie. Kind of hard to make a three-hour-long movie with the attention span of, like, human beings in 2021 and 2022. So, I'm like, maybe they went, they released that information to gauge the audience. Um... But if it is three hours, cool. Don't remember the last time I spent three hours in a in a movie theater. I mean, especially like with bathroom breaks and stuff like that. That's gonna be rough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining that like long slow motion scene of like Frodo in the bed just being like, "Oh, Aragorn, get off!" <laughs> uh oh, shit. We we uh, did you get to see like the teaser trailer for the Lord of Rings? I didn't. I don't care. <laughs> Oh, you're, not, you're not a Lord of Rings fan? I am, but I just like... Uh, I you don't know didn't if miss you anything. Do, it was yeah. just the title. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, What can you do with a Lord of Rings show that... I don't know if a modern TV production can do justice to like the kind of weirdness I want in like Lord of the Rings, you know? Well, I don't have the like exact numbers for the budget for... Um... Ridiculous, right? Yeah. It's fucking wild, bro. But this is supposed to be like Amazon's like premiere show. Like people like have Prime just because they have Amazon Prime accounts and it's like, oh, okay, I have this streaming service so that I could check shit out. But I guess they're trying to reach that other audience that like wants it for streaming, not just uh, you know, for you know, just delivering packages to your house in two days. So we'll see. I mean, I've been waiting for this for the last three Four hundred sixty-five million. Yeesh. Please don't flop. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I just ah. Yeah. So I mean, this is supposed to be the show that you know Amazon's 
going all in on. So we'll see how it turns out. I don't know. Uh, on one hand, like in like, I like that there's weird swings going on, but I don't know if like, if you told me you made a Star Wars show without, I think okay, Star Wars isn't sacred in a way that like Lord of the Rings is. We're like, what are they gonna do? Just like weird, like here before the time, like it's gonna be a prequel, right? It's like oh, here's like all the stuff that happens in the like Timurillion, which is fun, but. I was kind of bored reading that. Like, I'm not sure I'm going to want to watch that for like nine years or whatever. Hey. Yeah, I guess they're trying to mine the prequel area, just like Star Wars is trying to like find pockets of their lore to mine for more content. And uh, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I'm not like completely down on it, but I kind of keep my expectations in, uh, in check. I think the Batman will be fine because they got like Robert Pattinson and like Zoe Gravitz. So they have like enough like modern like 20 to 30 year old yeah like, the women casting. horny that mm-hmm. they'll like get their sequel, you know. And I think Pattinson kind of uh will cater to like I mean, I feel like he has like an underground like uh art film type fan base. You know what I mean? Like art house type fans. Like some of his films like High Life. Uh he has a a few other films from directors of uh, Uncut Gems. I can't think of the name of it, but that was pretty solid. Oh yeah, the one with, like is this, like he's robbing a bank and his yeah. like, brother's special needs, and they're like in like yeah. the bathroom. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I think he, I think he uh, slowly built the following over the uh, last few years, and taking on this role was kind of shocking, to be honest. But uh, I'm kind of interested in seeing his take on Bruce Wayne. I'm glad that he like rejected like getting into like super like intense like shape too and he's like no I'm not gonna do that <laughs> yeah that's definitely not his uh his brand you know what I mean and I gotta respect that he definitely had like a weird like smear on his name from Twilight that made no sense like a lot of people make a movie series that's like not your favorite but like that was like a very big early like internet culture war like and like 10 years later, I was like meeting dudes that I did not want to talk to. And I was like, why are you caring about like, why are you like describing something as like a dumb Twilight like thing? It's like 2015 or whatever. Shut the fuck up. Like, yeah, it's probably somebody butthurt that their girlfriend or whoever has a crush on Pattinson in high school or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. Like, but, fuck Drake, man. I hate Drake. You ever heard those guys like that? Like, why are you worried about what Drake's doing? <laughs> Uh, but fucking like <laughs> I'm loving all the Rihanna pregnancy memes of him where it's just like he's just like at her house sad. Uh, yeah. Uh, just uh, But no. A uh, lot going on. But uh, I'm getting crawled on by a cat right now. So I'm going to try and be a good host and just say let's talk about um, our stuff though. Because we looked at episodes 15 and 16 of both Ocean Set Die Jetman and Kamen Rider Build. And uh, let's start with a uh, Jetman, which is episode 15, High School Student Warrior, and 16, uh, Paper Uprising. So, yeah, Jetman's a little experimental this time around. <laughs> like, Jetman's yeah. going to places. Yeah, um, I think the last pod, if I can remember, is kind of a down pod. We're like, uh, what's going on with Jetman? But they're back, man. Very experimental. The first episode is like an Aqua episode, and, I, and we haven't gotten one for her besides like the ramen episode where there's a dude making ramen that, like <laughs> yeah. based off of her so it's interesting 
uh, and yeah, um, what do you think of like this monster though? Uh, what was it? A voice dimension? Yeah, kind of trippy. Um, I noticed <laughs> the, the, the first lip kind of reminded me of those toys growing up. You know, like the little fake lips you put. <laughs> oh, like wax lips and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of reminded me of one of those. I'm like, this is like a a nightmare come true. And then I started noticing like the other lips all over his body. I'm like, yo, this is trippy. Um, and then like the uh, make a phone in his mouth. I thought the design was really awesome. He had like a grappler. He had like a grappler baki lip on his back too. His <laughs> yeah. And he he definitely has a type. He only wants females, bro. Like he don't want no no dudes, voices or nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Maria's back at it again, just being like, I hate women. <laughs> I'm so sad. Like, why'd I have to die before marrying my boyfriend stuff? Just uh Yeah, this this one, uh like the theme behind this episode was one of those ones you could probably get counsel for. Cause they're like anti-women the whole uh uh the whole episode right like the reason why they wanted women's uh voices because they find it like annoying and like they uh like the things they talk about make no make no sense or something like that wasn't that the like trope i think it still works because the villains were saying that and they were like ha 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 our social commentary this time is (laughs) yeah that like man like when they're not shopping that women be talking it's like (laughs) you know (laughs) and yeah just this whole plot line of like the best friend of Akko is Kyoko, who's really good at singing. And there's this random flashback of like when Akka's dog died and she came to Kyoko's like birthday and didn't tell her about it. And they promised. Yeah, those I'm like, so your dog passed and you didn't want to tell your friend to ruin her birthday. I'm like, yeah, that's that's tough. <laughs> I am the worst. But like whenever like I hear like of like a whenever in fiction, like I hear like my dog died like i think of mad tv because there's like a stewart bit where he's like my dog died my cat ate my fish and died my mom (laughs) but yeah and it's like so melodramatic because there's like all these scenes of like running in like the like sunlight like and like being by rivers and like being so upset about like oh i can't tell my friend why i'm missing all the time it's very and i didn't really understand why it was a big deal because if I'm a high schooler and I'm a jet man, I'm telling everybody, bro. <laughs> I don't know about you. Even to this day, like if I was a jet man, like I, I'm definitely telling my best friend. How do you keep that a secret? Yeah, I don't know. And like it's like the first like we've seen. Is, of, like, is it a bad yeah. thing to be a jet man? Like I was kind of confused about the whole thing. Like you're still my friend regardless if you're a jet man or not. I'm like, are jet man looked upon as like you know the people causing all this trouble to come to the city in this world like i I was kind of having a hard time grasping what was the big deal about her not telling her friend how'd you take that uh i don't want to like generalize about like high school girls or like japanese culture but like i I kind of took it more as like not wanting to be seen as like abnormal or weird or like okay that kind of thing that makes sense yeah and yeah um just (laughs) a lot going on here is like they like beat the monster by having like right to cross dress as a, like geisha. <laughs> that was funny. Um, and then like it does, um, hey, like a couple cool small things. Like the like way in the 90s, they had like their whole like cities just like be blown up and stuff. Love it. Uh, in the end, like they like win the fight and like her friend like steps in front of her to like let her leave and be like a jet man. But they have the scene of like 
there's Akko on the motorcycle and she like jumps up in the air and does a peace sign. It's like, peace, Kyoko. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. And then like, what was up with the commander bringing Kyoko around? Like, was she trying to like be a good friend by breaking the ice with the whole situation? Like the whole awkwardness? Like, I think so. Yeah. Okay. It was just like a very strange episode. It's like, it's the only character focused episode we've had that isn't about a like love triangle. So, Maybe that's it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, the next episode is even weirder though because it's uh, we have paper dimension, um, and this is the best use of a scary monster power for a minute. Honestly, like this is like a lot of weird stuff happens off of this one. Yeah, um, I really didn't know what to expect with like the beginning. Like it was like oh, it's snowing outside, and like all these like images are popping out of these like pieces of art so i was like okay we're in for a ride with this one and uh i think it was a pretty solid episode what'd you think i loved seeing all the paper stuff like it like in the start it's like oh like here's like a like car mistake from this like one picture and like, here's like a fish mistake and like then like you see it snowing like the like piece of paper and like there's like a person drawing like a manga and the like dog like Oh yeah. Up out of it, there's like a woman like cooking and, and then they like spaghetti attacks her. <laughs> yeah. Uh there's like uh this um poster of like a uh, Jason Voorhees and like he pops out and there's like a like model plane, there's like a like little Godzilla head, just very much like, yep, stuff's happening. Yeah, a lot going on. Um the spaghetti scene was wild though. I'm like, imagine <laughs> just like, you know, <laughs> trying to cook something <laughs> then, like it just pops off the page and it attacks you i'm like yo that's crazy that's what we're missing from modern horror and like, like that's why we're like we need to do like a modern like scare touch it's like oh no like your friends be attacked by like a sentient spaghetti just <laughs> that's true horror and just yeah um this monster was like a good design but also i like how it was here's the paper episode so we're gonna talk about this girl that died it could play ocarina real good yeah that was kind of a kind of threw me off i actually had to go into like the uh wikipedia or the fandom for this episode and i actually like process what was going on because i'm like yeah why is she so significant and after reading all that i still quite don't understand (laughs) well you see she was in a car accident and died so her dad has to like be near death in the hospital which she gets resurrected and plays ocarina it makes sense i guess that's why the monster's paper uh, oh no i love it yeah i'm like did he did the, was he like the artist that kind of like wrote i'm i was trying to like deconstruct this so much but yeah i didn't get anywhere he was a like famous artist he drew his daughter when the paper monster came to life, she found he was on his deathbed and played the ocarina to like help him be happy again before she like got sent back to paper. <clears throat> like it's weird because like the other episode, so like in the last episode, Maria's like, "Isn't it wild how the like human culture sucks because like the voices of like women are loud or whatever?" Mm-hmm. And then in the end, the emotion of to like different like women is what wins the fight at the end it's like oh actress is like good here that's not related at all there's no like connection between like 
trained being like people use paper huh and then <laughs> this girl plays the ocarina and brings her dad back to life well, there's <laughs> no connection there yeah but it's very trippy and like it's like if the show just like goes into these weird one-off like urban legend episodes that's fine by me that's perfect and um when like she's going she goes to her house to get her real ocarina to play for her dad and when Ryu tries to save her he's just getting like thrown through like statues of like different stuff and like benches and stuff i love how like much they get messed up like before they decide to like transform the show but yeah um and there's the fight song and she dies (laughs) and they fight again and there's like uh, new form for the monster that's like has like a mouth and it's all fun but um, the ending bit is that she looks happier in the drawing now <laughs> uh, yeah and worth noting this is a like Ryu episode for some reason too <laughs> yeah it doesn't feel like a Ryu episode the two small things I like uh, kind of noticed though were um, one is that um, before she dies Ryu nods to her and then he's surprised that she dies <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh <laughs> shit she's, she's really gone <laughs> and then in the end his jacket I know that like English is not the primary language but I couldn't help but notice his jacket was like th- on the back it said the gathering of the clan and I was like what the f- what are you talking oh. about Ryu <laughs> <laughs> yeah I missed that one that's crazy <laughs> no it happens sometimes they're like oh like goblin party tennis yeah <laughs> solid so Jetman I think next time we get like plot so that's fun it's been a minute but I also like how weird the show could be in like ways you can't expect so that's good too so when you say plot what do you like how would you take the Jetman plot what's a plot episode for you so the preacher next time is that the Empress of Viram has resurrected hmm so that's plot, right? It's like, oh, here's like yeah. some like, like stuff happening. Yeah, definitely moving forward. Because I always skip the trailers. I always kind of keep it to keep it as a surprise. But okay, that's, that's something to look forward to. Yeah, versus like the plot of this one was a painting comes to life and plays ocarina. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely filler for sure. But also like, I'm glad it's filler because I wouldn't have it any other way. Like we would not have gotten like that bus episode like if like we <laughs> yeah had just straight plot going on so i'm like fine because like a lot of like stuff now is like super condensed for like streaming where it's like here's like six episodes of the show and i like what characterization we get from like the weird nothing episodes of this show though uh with like streaming stuff like it's also like i also want more sometimes and like there's like a weird happy medium um did i tell you that i like rewatched like the first three and a half seasons of like Cobra Kai in the past like two weeks. Yeah. Good. I um found a like YouTuber that was like doing reactions to the episodes and it like became like a thing and I was like really it just like a super basic like oh whoa like what's up and I was like oh yeah. Like it's just check like out the a, perfect thing. Check out a Cobra Kai theory. That's a fun channel to follow too if you uh watching YouTube videos of Cobra Kai stuff. I uh, I just picked up Lost for the first time, so th- that's definitely going to have a lot of filler episodes in it too. <laughs> yeah, 
Have you ever watched it? No. Um, I um didn't get into Lost when it was out, and like I just was like kind of like ah, eh. but um the different methods are like so weird too because there's like let's do ten episodes. There's let's do twenty two episodes, and then like these shows are like let's do one season but like fifty two episodes. Like a weird the way that stories get told like is like very changed by that, and like I think it's like an interesting thing to like go between those like kinds of like syndication for series you know but yeah like i um wonder how lost holds up though because i know that there's definitely been lots of people being like yeah lost is weird watching it all at once yeah so the only reason i picked it up is that <clears throat> it was this uh show that recently dropped on showtime i'm not sure if i ever talked about it the last pod or not oh yeah i did uh yellow jackets <laughs> yeah and uh a lot of the, like reviews and like a lot of the pods i've been listening to said is very influenced by lost and I could definitely see the similarities. Uh, and uh, that's why I picked it up. <laughs> Since I have to wait for Yellow's, Yellow uh, Jacket Season 2. I'm like, let me just go ahead and watch the the one that inspired it. The one I keep hearing about is the 4400. But also, I know that that super was... I've watched it for like Avengers like Endgame. So I'm also like... That show's probably became like a weirder watch lately, too. I never heard that one. 4400? Yeah, it's about... um. Or no, uh, the like leftovers, like oh, I love the leftovers. Yeah, yeah, that I love that one. Yeah, that kind of oh shit, I never thought about that. The snap, the blip. Oh yeah. shit, okay. So like retroactively, yeah. that's got to be a yeah, weirder thing yeah. to watch for the first time, you know? Okay, I actually like I like the leftovers a lot. But we have some kind of right to build though, and this show is also in a weird spot. I think. Yeah, I feel like a lot happened, but it's kind of. <laughs> Like we, you definitely predicted a lot of the stuff that happened in these two episodes. Yes, episode fifteen, judging Seto Kiryu, and episode sixteen, the Weapon Hero. And uh, what do you mean by the uh, prediction here? Uh, that uh, Sento is as Kasurugi. Yeah, I'm surprised they you nailed it. I was kind of plot line so quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, that was spot on. And the war started, so yeah, that's like wartime. Yeah, I guess that's like you said, like uh, plot <laughs> moving forward. We're kind of trying to figure out what the next arc would contain, and I guess it's going to be the war. Yeah. Um, episode 15 opens Sento saying, I guess we'll take down the government. They're raiding our like, coffee shop and everything. And yeah, it's just a lot happens very quickly, but also like nothing because it's like, oh, I guess I'll finish the new rider system. I guess I'll meet with the Prime Minister with the Pandora box. <laughs> uh, but uh, there's like one scene that like, I really liked actually was uh, Misora confronting her dad. Yeah. It's one of those scenes in fiction where both people know that one person is lying, but they both just kind of go through with it because they like don't want to fight. Because like uh, she catches him like taking the information for like the like new belt that Sento finished making. and. Then he just says, oh, look, I'm going to be busy. I'm not actually working on another job. I'm making coffee bees. Like, um, yeah, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, I don't want to talk about the fact that, like, you're evil. So let's just, like, say we love each other. And now we're enemies. <laughs> I felt like also that, like, we were seeing all of the toys and forms before the new writers showed up, too. Because, like, man, Sento was using every different little thing, like, his episodes, too. Uh, But no. um. In the end, the uh, good guys win the fight. 
And then Hiromu's dad shows up and is like, what the hell are you doing, son? Like, you're like going to jail or something. And then Hiromu just says, oh, Sento, you're the demon scientist after like slightly hinting at it. And um, what do you make of that? Like, of like that, like reveal there, though, that he was Katsuruki. Yeah. Uh, I wish it would have like been more shocking than what it was, but we're kind of getting really good at this predicting what's going to happen thing. So I was more interested in, into where this was going to head in the future episodes. Uh, and when I, what I mean by that is, are we going to refer to him as Sinto or are we going to, re- uh, you know, refer to him as Katsurugi moving forward? And I was actually shocked that the, Original, I guess his name was Sento. I'm not sure. The, the guy that was in a rock band actually was murdered. That yeah. I, I was like, yo, that was wild for me. He just gets like hit by like a throwing knife and like killed. Yeah, I thought he was still like maybe like out somewhere or something. But I guess there had to be a body in the room for them to say it was murder. So that was kind of shocking more than the actual reveal itself. Yeah. And like the conclusion they come to is. Sento did stuff that neither Katsurugi or like Sato would do, and he's like his own person, like a narcissist, egotistic, but righteous superhero. But I do wonder if like we're gonna see like parts of the personality come up and maybe like, oh, like maybe it's like here's the evil build arc or something, or like what up there? Uh yeah, in the next episode we're gonna discuss, I kind of noticed a slight personality change whenever he was uh henching. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, um, I like how for build, he has a two-sided design and mm-hmm. for Ryuga, he doesn't like his, like his dragon just like takes over that thing. And like the hints of like another rider that we see is also like a more clear one, one piece design. So like, that's like a fun, like way that like the way the fundamental like rider stuff works was like, hitting out what's going on but i'm wondering if like that comes more of like oh here's the impulse of the katsuragi you know so who knows yeah they randomly mentioned that this is a christmas episode but they don't actually go into it either so oh yeah i was like i thought the whole episode was gonna be a, a christmas one but it was just like a flash of it. and i'm pretty sure that like um he has like a christmas form or like a santa form maybe that's like like only in like the video games or something i don't know hmm. and um the prime minister gets murdered again or poisoned again. I'm not, I'm not sure, but then Robo does not get put into prison. I guess it's just like his dad was going to punish him not legally. <laughs> so he's like back being prime minister. Uh, and the boys fight and man, they're kind of jobbing out like Banjo pretty hard lately. Like it feels like he's like constantly like losing fights and like getting his ass kicked. So I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Him and, uh, 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 night rogue. Always getting their asses kicked. Yeah. And then also, like, I thought, like, the war might start, like, as a surprise. But, like, as soon as Hiromu has, like, the power again, he's like, all right, let's start a war. And just, like, he says it to the other countries. Let's go. Yeah. And it seems like Bloodstock is siding with one side. So that'd be interesting to see how it uh, pans out. Unless he's going to play all three sides. Who knows? I think that's the case. Like, we see him with the other prime minister and, like, the preview of like their people is like, oh, there's like three smash that are people that can 
becomes smashed about being mindless. And then there's also like another writer that has like the design that Sento is working on. So is, is it like, oh, he's playing all sides. He has something else going on again. Like, I'm not sure if he's like, at this point, like, it's like, oh, I need to do something further big because I'm Bloodstock and that's what I do, you know? And like, I thought it was kind of like abrupt how quickly Sento kind of got over things. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm yeah. Sento. <laughs> One episode. What do you think of the new characters that we saw at the beginning, though? Because, like, we see, like, three people who can control being smashed. We also see, like, a glimpse of their boss, who's a, like, new cabin writer. Yeah, it was it was so weird. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like one of those things, like, you complain about the weather being too hot and you want it to be cold. And then when it's cold, you want it to be hot. Um, You know, coming out of Saber, it was, like, too many characters. And then coming into build i'm like not enough characters you know what i mean so i kind of feel yeah. like i'm just com- like finding stuff to complain about but i was kind of excited to see like a breath of fresh air like something to keep the story moving forward and uh the guy is actually a writer so i've been waiting for another writer to show up uh and hopefully there's some more to, to join the, the crew pretty soon yeah no because like, i feel like um with the owner not being in like the main cast really anymore and like how much we've seen of like Sawa. Like it feels like the cast is very sparse right now. It feels like there's a lot of people who are like uh, not so super relevant. Yeah. So it's not just me. <laughs> no. Yeah. The mystery seemed to have like new twisted turds every episode for a while, but also like none that made it not super obvious. So it like kind of overstated its welcome a little bit. And like there aren't a ton of characters right now. Like I want more characters, like more stuff going on. Yeah, especially since the mystery's over. Like, that was, like, the thing that I was, well, not complaining about. One of my nitpicks is that this whole mystery is dragging on for, like, almost, you know, like, a a quarter of the episodes. And I was wondering where the direction they're going to take once that mystery's over and it was solved. I'm like, okay, what's next? And, you know, the war is exciting, but I'm I'm more excited about, you know, different crews, different, you know, factions and stuff that's going on. Because, I mean, if a war breaks out, I'm pretty sure, like, there's going to be people that are not wanting to go to war, kind of wanting to get back into like the whole like cities. Like when we traveled to go visit, you know, Katsurugi's mom, that was fun. I wanted to get back into that, that pocket of yeah. episodes. And it also has like the problem of like, of like in Saber, they didn't interact with a lot of people who were dealing with like the powers and like becoming monsters, that kind of stuff. It feels like this show also, We've had one person that came back for like a phone call, basically. But besides that, uh, uh, there's like no like character stuff going on with like, oh, for like this two episodes, like we're meeting this person and like learning about their life. And that like lets the characters talk to each other. And yeah, yeah, it's not happening here. That's what I loved about Zero One so much is that you actually felt like you're like, like in the world with the characters versus just being a spectator. Yeah. And, like, this show, like, seems to have that, like, same problem as, like, Saber, but more from, like, a direction of, like, wanting to do more of a big mystery, I guess. So I hope they have, like, more time with, like, the individual people. But who knows? Yeah, and it it sucks because, like, I don't find Gintoku interesting at all. Like, I kind of, like, hope, like, he, like, gets killed off or something. And he probably won't because he's, like, a, a major player in this war coming up. But I don't, I don't, I'm not really into his character. Is it just me? No, yeah, he's like, uh, like him I, as Night Rouge yeah. is okay, but him as an actual character, I'm just like, uh, I don't find him intimidating. I don't find him like witty, smart, or anything. Like, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't see a menacing. The cast feels so sparse right now. The plot is just okay. I'm not a murderer, and okay, I'm not a devil scientist, and okay, there's going to be a war. Like, okay, I need more people, more conflicts, and I feel like a lot of other crime writer shows like don't try to do something as grand as a big war, but they tend to do like better stuff with cast of characters. So I'm, I know people really like this show, but I hope like it ends up delivering on like the like story, you know? Yeah. I'm ready to get past this, you know, this whole little conflicting, uh, with the whole like murder mystery. Uh, and we're finally past that. So, um, I'm looking forward to the next few episodes. Yeah, maybe they'll like completely like start a like new arc up with like another mystery besides like the war. I'm not sure, but no. Oh, uh, I'm hopeful. Uh, more for Jetman Snell, but who knows? Let's talk our uh, very important like uh, <laughs> final thoughts though. And who are your top three favorite characters this time? Okay, uh, <laughs> this is kind of rough, right? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of characters this time. Yeah, I feel like I copped out, but. I mean, my list is my list. Um, gotta go with Tran. Always love a good Tran episode. And when he like threw the rock at the girl and knocked the ogre in her <laughs> outer hand and was just like talking shit the whole time. I got I gotta shout out Tran. Oh uh, voice dimension was cool. Uh and uh it was between that and I had paper dimension as my number one actually. Kind of like the you know, the special effects, the attacks, mm-hmm. uh, the design, and uh, kind of reminded me of, I know if you've ever made one, like an origami or like a, like a, yeah. like a paper fortune. Kind of like took me back to grade school. But uh, those are my three. What are yours? Oh, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, like, when you grow up, like, you will have a, like, wife and she will be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it pretty. was like a high school episode. That's why yeah. I kind of liked it. <laughs> no, um, I don't want to always pick gray but i actually love how there's like a characterization it's like his whole like liking maria thing from like the last couple episodes like he's now much more vocal about like what other people are doing he seems a little like concerned about their honor almost and like their plans and like if they're like quick to judge humans like it's a like very minor thing but i like how he seems to be like having little questions about like the logic and like the fairness of what people are doing i think um i like um, Tran pretty well too. Uh, is there anyone from Build? Uh, I kind of like the Prime Minister just for the fact that he shows up and he's like, "Oh, what the hell are you doing, son? <laughs> like, I'm like gonna like spank you or some shit. Like, you hear time out or whatever. Like, he kind of just like tries to resolve things as a dad, and that doesn't go well for because <laughs> of like mm-hmm. politics. But uh, yeah. But uh, what were your favorite uh um bits of Toku though that we saw? <laughs> okay. Uh best effect uh has to go to the spaghetti attacking yeah. <laughs> the lady in the kitchen. <laughs> that was the mo- most memorable moment out of all four. That can't be beat. Uh <laughs> yeah. I'm an absolute like sucker for like the like scenes in, like older movies, like where they have like a like pot boiling over, there's like a monster inside or something. Like this had that kind of like a yeah. energy, so I agree. The most, the most, uh, Jason Voorhees is pretty cool too. Mm. <laughs> what fit was your favorite this time? Uh, there was a f- brief moment, uh, during the voice dimension episode when it was like a celebrity stepping out and all the girls were, uh, screaming for him. Uh, 
I believe his name was Mr. Ken. Yeah. <laughs> that the drip was crazy. <laughs> that was my best fit. He looked like um in the dark tournament when like Kurama came out and like all white and like the whole like outfit and everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that was pretty good. Like I feel like there was something uh a pretty good fit in like Bill, but I can't remember now. So uh yeah, that's pretty good. Um ooh. Yeah. I could not remember like anyone better. So yeah, that's probably mine too. Just a, like a Yeah, honorable mention goes the right to dress as a geisha though. <laughs> he got out of there fast. He was like, whoosh, <laughs> whoop. I'm good. <laughs> and yeah, just the weird episode was like we had trouble with like what was their favorite characters, their favorite outfits. And that's a like weird truck episodes for that, I guess then. But no. Um when you're uh not talking about your favorite Bizotoku, people find you, man. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, Copacetic Senpai. Where can they find you, Kip? And like right now, like you're starting to like do more on like YouTube, right? Yeah. So uh, I just uh, changed my Instagram back to or to Copacetic Senpai. Doing more on YouTube now, trying to get more active, uh, trying to hit 5K subs. So if you want to go over there, get the boy a sub. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm trying to crush out more. Uh, reactionary pods too so i'll be sharing my thoughts on pods and the youtube channel awesome and you can find uh, me on twitter.com sjns4 you can find the podcast at copyright with me on twitter instagram there's copyright.com for episodes and articles um there might be a special sailor moon fan fiction reaction i guess to look uh the prompts that we got on the last sailor moon episode but uh yeah just uh if you go to uh Comeback.com slash merch. There's our merch of proceeds going to charity. There is comeback.com slash episodes for links up with places. But uh, until next time, I guess, uh, what are we leaving with? Uh, let the war begin. True, let the war begin. I think that's how that episode ended, too. <laughs> uh, I lost my voice about like 40 minutes of that. Yeah, you you uh you were hanging in there. I I heard you start to like try to yeah, like, I was like ah. chug along at the end when you were like, "What's your best?" I'm like, "What?" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, Kip's cooked." <laughs>